Welcome to another edition of Bringing Country Back with your host Brian Andrews. You've been guaranteed one thing. We'll be playing traditional country. Some new, some old. Some will be outlaw country. Some will be hillbilly country. Some rockabilly. You name it. But it's going to be country for sure. Welcome you here to another show this week. We kicked it off last week and uh, had a pretty successful show, so we're hoping to keep it going. Um... We're going to get right into it this week with some uh, hits from the 60s. Um, going to play a little uh, Kitty Wells, a little uh, Gene Shepard and Ferlin Husky. I'm going to start it off with Eddie Arnold. Um, Eddie Arnold is one of my earliest memories of country music. Um, my father was a was a big fan of country music and used to listen to it a lot. And I remember just playing on a regular basis. And uh, Eddie Arnold was a, a pretty influential person within country music's um, almost what's happening today. But I think today is absolutely ludicrous what's happening to the modernization, if that's what you want to call it, of, of country music. Eddie Arnold um, really personified um, when country music adapted to a, a more modern urban world and from a more uh, folk-based sound to being almost somewhat pop-influenced. Um, but he certainly was a very prolific hit maker. Um, he placed songs high in the charts starting back in 1940 uh, through the 60s, and he even had uh, top 10 hits as late as 1980. Um, he started out like many country stars do at a young age, uh, starting when he was just 11 years old, and uh, his father died when he was 11, and unfortunately their their house, family farm, was, was auctioned off by creditors, and so the, the rest of the Arnold family became sharecroppers during the Great Depression, a very challenging time for, for many families and people. Um, and, and Eddie Arnold began singing at candy pulls, socials, barbecues, anywhere he could get a dollar a night to help supplement his family income uh, and, and provide some relief for the rest of his family members. And, and he jumped at the chance to pursue music on a professional basis. Uh, starting when he was just 17, he worked on radio and, and beer joints in Jackson, Tennessee. Uh, also served as an undertaker's driver. Uh, kind of an odd, odd employment for a, a aspiring country music star. Um, but then he moved into radio work full-time in Memphis and St. Louis and began his singing career and performed comedy. And then in 1966, at the age of 48, he was elected to the Country Music Hall of Fame and remains the youngest inductee ever to receive that honor. Uh, Next year, in 67, he won the Country Music Association's coveted Entertainer of the Year Award. In 84, he received the Academy of Country Music's Pioneer Award. In the 1970, RCA awarded him for reaching the 60 million mark in lifetime record sales. Just an astounding number that reportedly topped 80 million by 1985. 
In 93, RCA released the album Then and Now, marking Arnold's 50th year with, with RCA. And the Rolling Association interrupted briefly from 73 to 75 when Arnold, uh, Eddie Arnold tried recording with MGM. So let's kick it off with a little bit of Eddie Arnold, what's he doing in my world? Well, stand by while we're having a little technical difficulty today. Sorry about that. There we go. If he's not more than just a friend, why were you kissing him? And what's he doing in my world? What's he doing? in my world Did you tell him that you're my girl If your love is really true Tell him my world's made for two What's he doing in my world Oh, don't let me keep on wondering just what you're gonna do. Wondering if the one I love loves somebody new. What's he doing in my world? We don't need him in our world. So if it's true he's just a friend Explain those kisses you gave him And what's he doing in my world? in battle when the postman come to me and he handed me a letter I was as happy as I could be for the fighting was all over and the battle had been won then I opened up the letter and it started Dear John Dear John Oh, how I hate 
Will you please send back my picture? My husband wants it now. When I tell you who I'm wedding, you won't care, dear, anyhow. Now the ceremony has started, and I'll wed your brother, Don. Will you wish us happiness forever? Dear John As I sit here tonight The jukebox playing The tune about the wild side of life As I listen to the words are saying it brings memories when I was a trustful wife it wasn't God who made honky tonk angels as you said in the words of your song too many times married men think they're still So we got to start it off with some Country Music Hall of Fame members there. And uh, as I told everybody on our premiere show, my goal of this show is to to really keep traditional country music on the airwaves because the many of the commercial stations aren't doing that. And also to share some history and maybe trivia and news. And I, I think I've accomplished some of that because I got some comments last week from uh, some of our listeners who told me they did learn some things from from some of the stories I told last week. So we're going to we're going to continue that and hopefully keep people enlightened on true country music. Um, right now we're going to go into some deep into the catalog as they say with some real early country music. 
Um, as I indicated, we're, we're going to do old stuff, new stuff, and everything in between. Um, this next set will include some Jimmy Rogers and the Carter family, known for being one of the first country music recording artists. And this next one is definitely known as the first commercially recorded country music song, going all the way back to 1922. A gentleman named Eck Robertson. Um, he was a, an American fiddle player, and um, he and his wife Nettie performed at silent movie theaters and fiddling, co fiddling contests throughout their region. As the son of a Confederate veteran, Robertson was able to attend the old Confederate soldiers' reunions across the South and became a regular performer at these events. And uh, it was at one of these events he met 74-year-old fiddler Henry Gilliland at one of these uh, reunions, and the two began performing together. After the reunion in which they met in June of 20, 1922, he and Robertson traveled to New York City, auditioned, and received a recording contract with uh, Victor Talking Machine Company, later to be known as RCA Victor. And on Friday, June 30th, 1922, they recorded four fiddle duets for Victor. And these represent the first commercial recordings that can be found of uh, country music performances. Two of them, Arkansas Traveler, which you're going to hear in a, in a few seconds, and Turkey in the Straw, were released on RCA Victor. Four of them, Sally Gooden, Ragtime Annie, Sally Johnson, Billy in the Low Ground, and Don Good, was released on Victor over the next two years. And uh, Robertson's rendition of Sally Gooden is now a classic uh, since he played that traditional tune followed by 12 variations. And you'll often hear a lot of bluegrass artists play different renditions of Sally Gooden. So with that, let's, let's get off with a little Eck Robertson. Thank you. 
There you heard it from Jimmy Rogers, the singing brakeman, also known as America's Blue Yodeler. Um, he, he's considered by many to really be the true first performer of country music. Uh, and he, he has a, a pretty storied past. He was the first performer to be inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame back in 1961. Um, he's been honored as the father of country music quoted as the man who started it all, end quote. And for many diverse elements, uh, using folk music from his southern upbringing, early jazz, stage show yodeling, work chants of those railroad section crews, and most importantly, African-American blues, uh, Jimmy Rogers evolved a lasting musical style which made him immensely popular in his time and a major influence on generations of country artists. You know, there are many country artists mentioned Jimmy Rogers as a, an influence in their own work. Um, he really was the son of a, a railroad section foreman, uh, but he was always attracted to show business. And uh, at the young age of 13, he won an amateur talent contest and ran away with a traveling medicine show. Uh, he ended up stranded uh, quite a distance from home, and his father ended up coming and retrieving him and put him to work on the railroad. And for a dozen years, through World War I and into the 20s, he uh, moved far and wide on the high iron, working as a callboy, flagman, baggage master, and a brakeman. So calling him the singing brakeman is, is not a coincidence. And all that time, he polished his musical skills and looked for a chance to earn uh, a living as an entertainer. Uh, unfortunately, in 1924, he developed tuberculosis, uh, so he gave up railroading and, and devoted his full attention to country music. He organized amateur bands, touring with ragtag tent shows, playing on street corners, taking any opportunity he could to, to perform for people. 
And uh, success, unfortunately, eluded him until the summer of 1927. In Asheville, North Carolina, he wrangled a, a regular but unpaid spot on a local radio station, WWNC, and persuaded the Teneva Ramblers, a string band from Bristol, Tennessee, to join him as the Jimmy Rogers Entertainers. When the radio program was abruptly canceled, they found work at a resort in the Blue Ridge Mountains. And it's there that they learned that Ralph Peer, an agent for the Victory Talking Machine Company, was making field recordings in Bristol. Um, remember that name, Ralph Peer, because it comes up frequently with the person who was responsible for, for finding a lot of early country music acts. And so they quickly uh, loaded up their equipment and band and went to Bristol and succeeded in gaining an audition with, with Mr. Peer. Before they could record, however, the, the group began quarreling over billing and they broke up. Uh, but deserted by that band, Rogers persuaded Mr. Peer to let him record alone, accompanied only by his guitar. And Rogers' career reached its high point during the years 1928 to 1932, uh, by 1932, the Depression was taking its toll on uh, both record sales and theater attendance, and Rogers' failing health made it impossible for him to pursue the movie projects and international tours that he had planned. Through the spring of 1933, he tried with little success to book personal appearances, and so in May, he went to New York to fulfill his contract with RCA Victor for 12 more recordings. It took him a week to finish these ses sessions, uh, needing rest in between takes because of his failing health. And then two days later on May 26th, 1933, he collapsed on the street and died a few hours later of a massive hemorrhage in his room at the Hotel Taft in New York City. And so it ended what could have been quite a, a much more monumental career for Jimmy Rogers. So you're listening to Bringing Country Music Back bringing country back with Brian Andrews. Uh, we're going to take a little break here and, and share a little information with you. That one really loud. WTBR. At Pittsville Community Television, we have a saying. Anyone can learn to create television. With the support of trained production staff, we can teach you how to professionally operate a camcorder, use editing software to tell a story, work as a team in a production studio, and take those skills into the community. If you've been curious as to how video production works, we'd love to have you as a member. Visit us online at pittsfieldtv.org or call us at 445-4234 for more information. Support for WTBR comes from Sandrini Enterprises, providing awnings and canopies in western Massachusetts. Retractable awnings, retractable screens, gutter and gutter protection systems, commercial awnings, and screen rooms. Customized solutions available online at sandrini.com. UCP of Western Massachusetts is hiring. If you'd like to help people with different abilities lead independent lives, apply at ucpwma.org jobs. We need direct and living caregivers. Join the agency who's reimagining independence. WTBR radar weather for the Pittsfield area tonight, mostly clear. Lows in the mid 40s. West wind around 5 miles per hour this evening, becoming light and variable. Thursday, sunny. Highs in the upper 70s. Southeast wind 5 to 10 miles per hour. Thursday night, mostly clear in the evening, then becoming partly cloudy. Lows around 50. Southeast wind around 5 miles per hour. Weather forecasts for WTBR FM are provided by the National Weather Service.
Hi, this is Officer Darren Derby with the Pittsfield Police Department. We all have busy lives and we're in a hurry to get where we need to go. While driving, people are eating, drinking, talking, putting on makeup, doing their hair, checking social media, texting each other, all while the dog sits on their lap. The result is running red lights, stop signs, speeding, and finally crashing. Distracted driving is illegal. You can be ticketed or criminally charged. Please share the road and pay attention. Let's make sure everyone gets where they're going safely. This message is brought to you by the Pittsfield Police Department in cooperation with WTBR-FM. And we're back to bring in country back. Uh, this next set, we're going to bring it up quite a few years from, from those original country music performers. Uh, we're going to listen to uh, some Billy Walker, Bobby Bear, and, and we're going to start out with the Stanley Brothers, I'm a Man of Constant Sorrow, a song that many people mistakenly believe George Clooney sang in the movie, um, but he did not. It was sung by Dan Tominski of Bluegrass fame, who... Uh, Became famous working with Allison Krauss, his Union Station, and then uh, developed his his independent solo career. So uh, here we go with the Stanley Brothers. From a 
throat She said, we miss you, son We love you, come on home Well, I didn't have to pack I had it all right on my back Now I'm 500 miles away from home Away from I'm 500 miles away from home I know this is the same road I took the day I left home But it sure looks different now Well, I guess I look different too Cause time changes everything I wonder what they'll say I see their boy looking this way.
funny how time slips away. Gotta go now. Guess I'll see you around. Don't know when though. Never know when I'll be back in town. But remember what I tell you that in time you're gonna pay, and it's surprising how time slips away. Funny how time slips away by Billy Walker. Written by uh, Willie Nelson. Um, that song's been done over and over and covered by many different artists, including Willie Nelson and even covered by Elvis. Um, I also find it interesting, you know, country music is known sometimes as very emotional. Sometimes people consider it depressing music. Um, but I think it tells the story of life. And as you hear some of these stories of country music artists, I think it helps you understand where uh, some of these songs come from. And, and Billy Walker is a, a, an example of that, I think, in that uh, he was best known as a, an American country music singer and guitarist, uh, known for his 1962 hit, Charlie's Shoes, nicknamed a Tall Texan. He had more than 30 charting records during his 60-year career and uh, was a longtime member of the Grand Ole Opry, and that's where many people recognize him from. Uh, but his story begins back in 1929 when he was the youngest of three children being born, and his mother died when he was only six years old. And his father decided that he was unable to care for him and his two older brothers, and so the children were placed in an orphanage in Waco, Texas. Uh, but Billy Walker became inspired by the music of Gene Autry, uh, who has inspired many country music artists. And he began his professional music career in 47 at the age of 18. And he debuted on Clovis Radio as a teenager and then later joined the Big D Jamboree in Dallas in 1949. And that same year that Hank Thompson uh, found him and helped sign him with Capitol Records after he had worked with Billy Walker in, in Waco. And it was an interesting story is that his manager at the time had him wear a Lone Ranger style black mask and build him as the traveling Texan, the mass singer of country songs. Fortunately, that didn't last and he didn't have to wear a mask through his career. But in 1951, Walker signed with Columbia Records and the following year joined the Louisiana Hayride in Shreveport, Louisiana, where him and uh, where he and Slim Whitman were responsible in part for Elvis Presley's first appearance on the radio program, The Louisiana Hayride. Uh, Billy Walker was known for playing the Texas bar circuit before he finally decided to move to Nashville, Tennessee. And in 1959, joined the uh, Grand Ole Opry, I'm sorry, in 1960. And he was one of the first artists 
to record a Willie Nelson song, that song you just heard, his 61 version of Funny How Time Slips Away. And although it only reached number 23 on Billboard's country singles chart, it really helped establish Billy Walker's national reputation. And in 62, he did top the charts with Charlie's Shoes, the only number one single of his career. And uh, after performing a, a charity concert in Kansas City, on March 3rd, 1963, Walker received an urgent phone call that he needed to return to Nashville. And one of his fellow performers on that charity con uh, concert, Hawkshaw Hawkins, gave Billy Walker his commercial airline ticket and uh, instead was going to fly back to Tennessee on a private plane. Unfortunately, Hawkshaw Hawkins was lost when that private plane on March 5th crashed, killing him, Patsy Cline, Cowboy Copas, and, and the pilot, Randy Hughes. Uh, another real tragic story on Billy Walker is how uh, in May of 2006, Billy Walker died in a road accident when the van he was driving back to Nashville after a performance in Alabama veered off the interstate and overturned, and that caused the loss of his wife, Betty, uh, bassist Charlie Lilly Jr., uh, Charlie Lilly Jr.'s son, Everett Lilly, of the Lilly Brothers, and guitarist Dan Patton uh, were killed. And so, uh, real tragic story. Bill, Billy Walker is interred at the Spring Hill Cemetery in Nashville, where you find many country music artists. So, with that, we're going to go into uh, another set here with some some older artists. Is it? Here from Del Reeves, and we're going to start out with Jack Green, Statue of a Fool. Send me the pillow that you dream on. Don't you know? for you Send me the pillow that you dream on So darling I can dream on it too Each night while I'm sleeping oh so lonely I'll share your dreams that once were true Send me the pillow that you dream on So darling I can dream on it too That you dream on Maybe time will let our dreams come true Send me the pillow that you dream on So darling I can dream on it too 
I've waited so long for you to write me But just a memory's all that's left of you Got a little bit ahead of myself there. Uh, we actually heard from Hank Lachlan, Send Me the Pillow You Dream On. Then we heard Statue of a Fool by Jack Green. Jack Green, also known as the Jolly Green Giant, he was nicknamed that due to his, his height and deep voice, uh, was a longtime member of the Grand Ole Opry and a, and a weekly figure on that. He's uh, been a three, he was a three-time Grammy Award winner, our Grammy Award nominee, I'm sorry, and best known for his 1966 hit, There Goes My Everything. 
That song dominated the country music charts for nearly two months back in 1967, and it earned uh, Jack Green Male Vocalist of the Year, Single of the Year, Album of the Year, and Song of the Year uh, from the Country Music Association. He had a total of five number one country hits and three others that reached the top ten. Billboard magazine named Green one of the top 100 most played artists. Uh, He was born in Maryville, Tennessee, and learned to play guitar when he was just 10 years old. And his involvement with the music industry came when he was still a teenager, and he began working as a disc jockey at a radio station in Maryville. A story you often hear country music artists starting as, as DJs until they could break into the, the performance uh, as, a, as a career. Uh, by the time he was 18, he was a regular on a Tennessee bar and dance show. And uh, in the early 50s, he moved to Atlanta, Georgia, where he far- formed his own band, the Peachtree Boys. He was a lead vocalist, drummer, and a guitar, uh, guitarist for the group for eight years. And in uh, 59, he moved back to Tennessee and settled in Nashville and formed another band, the Tennessee Mountain Boys. But his major career break came when, in 61, his band served as the opening act for Ernest Tubb. And impressed, Ernest asked Jack Green to become part of his backing band, the Texas Troubadours. And so in 1962, and for the next few years, Jack Green was the drummer, guitarist, vocalist, and master of ceremonies for the Troubadours' performances. And he soon began serving as an opening act on a regular basis for Ernest Tubb, as well as playing in their band. And then in 1964, Jack released his first solo record with The Last Letter. That song appeared on one of Ernest Tubb's live albums, but drew enough attention that Tubb's record label, Decca Records, released it as a single. Another single, Don't You Ever Get Tired of Hurting Me, followed in 65, but failed to make the country music charts, having the bad luck to come out at the same time as Ray Price's version of that. Uh, Tubb encouraged Jack Green to leave the Texas Troubadours and pursue a solo career. Um, Jack Green said once in an interview that Ernest told him, son, I believe it's time to go, but also said, if you can't make it, you can always come back and be a troubadour. And it was in 1967 that Jack Green became a member of the Grand Ole Opry. And uh, like I mentioned, became an Opry mainstay, uh, performing each year frequently until his health failed. And uh, in 1970, he gained a duet and touring partner in Jeannie Seeley. And together they had three country hits. And uh, including Wish I Didn't Have to Miss You, which reached number two on the charts and became Green's last top ten hit. Jack and Jeannie's stage show became one of the biggest touring acts during the 70s. And Jack continued to have both solo hits and duets with Seely. So Jack Green is, is definitely sorely missed in country music. How about this one? No, no, not that one. How about this one? Yes, play that one really loud. WTBR. Wonder what happened to those great local PCTV channels? Did you lose them? No worries, they're still there. Go to cable channels 1301, 1302, and 1303 to watch the best local content on television. News and information, sports and entertainment, city council, school committee, July 4th parade, it's all there waiting for you. Pittsfield Community Television. For over 30 years, we are still your local television. Do you have interest in amateur radio? Are you a ham who's been inactive for a while? We have the show for you. Just tune in on Ham On on Wednesdays. We have guests, trivia, all the ham radio news you need, and a few surprises. 
Join us live on Wednesday mornings on Ham On. 9 a.m. on WTBR-FM. Join me and Jessica for the hammiest hour on radio. Ham On! Support for WTBR comes from Berkshire Community College. BCC offers more opportunity and less student debt. With small class sizes and more than 50 academic programs to choose from. Fall classes begin on September 7th. Apply today at berkshirecc.edu. And from County Ambulance, providing quality, professional, efficient medical care and medical transportation services to the citizens of Berkshire County. Online at countyamb.com. Okay, kids, dad's gonna teach you how to dance. First, spread your feet apart. Then, a pump your knee, a nod your head, shake your hips, and bite your lip ever so slightly. Now, with one hand in the air, point at people with the other hand. I call that the rock star. Dance like a dad. It's a great way to make a moment with your kids. Now, make a face like it just smells something bad. Visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Sergeant Mark Madalena with the Pittsfield Police Department. We all have busy lives, and we're in a hurry to get to where we need to be. While driving, people are eating, drinking, talking, putting on makeup, doing their hair, checking social media, texting each other, all while the dog sits on their lap. The result is running red lights, stop signs, speeding, and finally crashing. Distracted driving is illegal. You can be ticketed or criminally charged. Please well, share the road and pay attention. Just Let's make sure everyone kid, I remember one time Mama said Daddy sent you all of his love from Frisco Bay. I didn't understand till I was grown Why my daddy didn't spend a little time at home Instead of running around the country that way. And I see everything in a little bit different light I got a sweet little thing I'm wanting to see in Nashville And I'm down around Dallas and roll on south tonight Long strips of rubber that you see were burned off of this rig by the likes of me And they'll rot along the highways in this land I'm gonna sign my name in this diesel smoke And let the ones that come along behind me choke And try to beat this a pace I'm a setting in a time they can Oh, I'm looking at the world through a windshield Watching it fly by me on the right I got a sweet little thing I'm wanting to see in Nashville And I'm down around Dallas and we're all south tonight Through sleet and rain And I've driven through The rough terrain Of the Rockies To the docks of old L.A. On down that old Pacific shore I swing north and run for Baltimore Or somewhere about 2,000 miles away Whoa, I'm looking at the world Through a windshield Watching it fly by me on the right I got a sweet little thing I'm a dying to see in Nashville And I'm down around Dallas and we're all south tonight And I'm down around Dallas and we're all south tonight He was 
heading into Boston in a big long diesel truck. It was his first trip to Boston, he was having lots of luck. He was going the wrong direction down a one-way street in town. And this is what he said when the police chased him down. Give me 40 acres and I'll turn this rig around. It's the easiest way that I've found. Some guys can turn it on a dime or turn it right downtown. But I need 40 acres to turn this rig around. When he finally found where to unload, he had a dreadful shock. His trailer pointed toward the road and his cab right to the dock. And as he looked around him, through his tears he made this sound. Oh, give me 40 acres and I'll turn this rig around. Give me 40 acres and I'll turn this rig around. It's the easiest way that I've found. Some guys can turn it on a dime or turn it right downtown. But I need 40 acres to turn this rig around. When he finally got unloaded, he was glad to leave the town. He was very, very happy going back to Alabama. When up ahead he saw a sign said, you are northward bound. He said, give me 40 acres and I'll turn this rig It's the easiest way that I've found Some guys can turn it on a dime or turn it right downtown But I need 40 acres to turn this rig around He was driving down the right lane when ahead he saw a sign And he had to make a left turn but he could not get in line And the tears were streaming down his cheeks and they all heard him yell Give me 40 sticks of dynamite, I want this thing to give me 40 it's the easiest way that I've found Some guys can turn it on a dime or turn it right downtown But I need 40 acres to turn this rig around I drive a big freight liner and I make a last payment today and I drive to all points out of New York City to L.A. Well, a little woman smiles when I pack up to leave her. I'll soon be back, but I just got the fever. She's a believer. I got the freight liner fever. There's a railroad a-running by the highway out in Santa Fe. And I passed an old freight train a-making his run the other day. Merle Haggard said to his fireman, a pale, he's a bowling this a freight train off of the rail. He got the fever, fever. He's got the freight liner fever. Well, here said Red, what you carrying in that cigarette pack? I said I got my second driver and he's gonna drive all the way back. It's a big black pill, so long and round to a driver. It's a West Coast turn around. It's for the fever, fever. That old freight liner fever. Or in a past Dave Dudley up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I passed Dale Reeves down in Shreveport, Louisiana. 
Dick Curtis got a hung on a hill up in Maine. I pulled him on over with my 40-foot chain. He got the fever. Fever. He's got the freight line of fever. I've been a passing everything from a Jimmy to a Greyhound bus. I'm gonna spend a few days out on the West Coast to end my run. In old giddy up go and a little bit of luck. I'm gonna pass a red Simpson in his runaway truck. He's got the fever. Fever. He's got the freight line of fever. Boy, up here, said red, what you carrying in that cigarette pack? I said, I got my second driver and he's gonna drive all the way back. It's a big black pill so long and round to a driver. It's a West Coast turnaround. It's for the fever. Fever. That old freight line of fever. Oh, out on this road you pass a lot of them old country boys. I seen Carl Smith, Charlie Pride, Ernest Tubb, Bill Monroe, Conway Twitty, Waylon Jennings, see Dave Dudley, George Jones, Porter Wagner, Bill Anderson. Well, Freightliner Fever by Red Sovine. Before that, we heard Give Me 40 Acres by the Willis Brothers, and we started out with Del Reeves. Some truck driving music there. Country music been a mainstay of truck drivers for many years and still continues to be. In this next session, we're going to hear from some Farron Young and some Jim Ed Brown. We're going to start out with this next artist who uh, was an American country music singer-songwriter and one of country music's best-known artists and biggest-selling female singers and Tammy Wynette. Uh, Tammy Wynette was called the first lady of country music. Her best-known song, Stand By Your Man, is one of the best-selling hit singles by a woman in the history of country music. Uh, many of her hits dealt with themes of loneliness, divorce, and the difficulties of life and relationships. During the late 60s and early 70s, Tammy Wynette charted 20 number one songs on the Billboard Country Chart. Along with Loretta Lynn, Lynn Anderson, and Dolly Parton, she's credited with having defined the role of women in country music during the 70s. And then, of course, there's their historical marriage to country music singer George Jones in 1969, which created the country music couple uh, following the earlier success of the country music couple of Johnny Cash and June Carter Cash. Though they divorced in 75, Wynette and Jones continued recording a sequence of albums and singles that hit the charts throughout the 70s and early 80s. During uh, 1968-69, and Wynette had five number one hits, Take Me to Your World, D-I-V-O-R-C-E, which is you're going to hear in a bit, Stand By Your Man, Singing My Song and the Ways to Love a Man. Stand By Your Man was reportedly written in the Epic Studio in just 15 minutes by Billy Sherrill and Tammy Wynette and released at a time when women's rights uh, movement was beginning to stir in the United States. The message in that song stated a woman should stay with her man despite its faults and shortcomings. And it came with a, a, a lot of controversy that it stirred, uh, stirred up and initially was criticized and, and she became a lightning rod for feminists. Nevertheless, that song was very successful, reaching the top spot on the country charts and was also a top 20 pop hit peaking at number 19 on the Billboard Pop Charts in 1968. Wynette's only top 40 hit as a solo artist on the Pop Charts. In 69, Tammy Wynette won the Grammy Award for Best Female Country Vocal Performance for Stand By Your Man, which is now, according to critics, considered a classic country music standard. She earned a gold record 
awarded for albums selling in excess of 500,000 copies for Tammy's Greatest Hits, which was certified in 1970 by the RIAA. The album was awarded platinum record status. That's for albums selling in excess of 1 million copies. And uh, in 1970, director Bob Raffleson used a number of her songs in the soundtrack of his 1970 film, Five Easy Pieces. So with that said, let's hear from Tammy Wynette. Is four years old and quite a little man. So we spell out the words we don't want him to understand. Like T O Y or maybe S U R P R I S E. But the words we're hiding from him. Tear the heart right out of me Our D-I-V-O-R-C-E Becomes mine of the day Me and little J-O-E Will be going away I love you both and this will be pure A-G-double smile and did a while 
But it fell so out of place Did you ever hear of a clown with teardrops streaming down his face? Pop a top again I think I'll have another round, another one, my friend Then I'll be gone and you can let some other fool sit down Called to me is misery and here I'm wasting time is not what's on my mind But then you see her leaving me is not what I prefer So it's either here a drinking beer or home remembering her Papa Top again I think I'll have Then I'll be gone and you can let some other fool sit down I'm the center of attention in this forum Cause I've got the biggest heartache of the year And each night those swinging doors reach out for me and draw me in Cause they know each night that I'll come back to wind me up again Wind me up Turn me on and watch me cry for you Lately drinking warm red wine There we heard 
Farron Young, Wind Me Up. That was a song that uh, pulled him back into uh, prominence after he had switched from Capitol Records to Mercury Records. And uh, Mercury was drifting through uh, different types of what most people call the bland Nashville sound stylings. Uh, but he recaptured his hard country fire with, with hits, which included Wind Me Up. And uh, Farron Young was a, a country music producer as well as a singer and songwriter uh, starting in the early 50s and coming right up through the 1980s. And um, it was funny because he was more interested in pop music than he was country music back in high school, uh, but changed when his high school football coach, um, who was moonlighting in a country band, started Young singing at the local Optimist Club in nursing homes. And then Young met Webb Pierce and began working with Webb Pierce in clubs and on KWKH. And by 1951, Young was appearing on the radio station feature program, Louisiana Hayride. And um, February 1952, he signed with Capitol Records. And he stayed with Capitol Records for 10 years. And his first single with Capitol appeared that spring. And soon thereafter, he moved to Nashville and uh, returned, uh, recorded his first chart hit, Going Steady, in October 1952. But his career got sidetracked when he was drafted uh, and he, while he was in the service, he performed on the Army recruitment programs and continued to record. And he was discharged in November 1954, just as if You Ain't Lovin' was hitting the charts. And from 54 to 1962, Young cut a slew of honky-tonk classics for Capitol, including uh, the first version, uh, first hit version of Don Gibson's Sweet Dreams, his uh, famous Hello Walls, a crossover smash hit for for Farron Young in 1961, uh, written by Willie Nelson, who had reportedly pitched that song to Farron Young at Tootsie's Orchid Lounge uh, down on Broadway in Nashville. And uh, Young had, had switched labels to Mercury Records, like I said, and then he switched labels again in 79, sing, uh, signing with MCA, uh, although that association only lasted two years and little was heard from Farron Young after that until the Nashville Independent Step 1 uh, label picked him up in 88. He recorded into the early 90s, including uh, a particularly exciting duet album with Ray Price, and then he withdrew from public view. Uh, and young country acts like BR549 were putting his music before a whole new audience in the mid-1990s, but Farron Young felt the industry had turned his back on him. And... Uh, he became despondent over his deteriorating health. He had come down with emphysema and had uh, increasing health difficulties and unfortunately committed suicide uh, back in 1996. He was a member of the Country Music Hall of Fame, being inducted in the year 2000. So this next set, we're going to hear from uh, Lefty Frizzell, Don Gibson, and the king of the road himself, Roger Miller. Trailers for sale or rent Rooms to let 50 cents No phone, no pool, no pets I ain't 
got no cigarettes out But two hours of pushing broom buys And eight twelve four-bedroom I'm a man of means by no means King of the road Third boxcar, midnight train Destination banger, main Don't pay no union dues I smoke old stogies I have found Short but not too big around I'm a man of means by no means King of the road I know every engineer on every train All their children, all of their names And every handout and every Locked, it ain't locked when no one's around I sing traders for sale or rent Rooms to let 50 cents No phone, no pool, no pets I ain't got no cigarettes I've but two hours of pushing room buys And eight or twelve four-bedroom I'm a man of means by King of the road Trailers for sale or rent Rooms let 50 cents No phone, no pool, no pets I ain't got no cigarettes ah, But two hours of pushing broom buys And eight for twelve
If I ever deceive her, she'd be gone before I could count in. I guess that I didn't believe her, cause look at the trouble I'm in. She's gone, 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 gone. Pride won't bring her back. The more that I cry, the faster that train flies farther on down the track. I lost every right to be happy. I found She warned me she'd leave and she left me Before my first tear hit the ground She's gone, 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 gone Crying won't bring her back The more that I cry, the faster that train flies Wonder what happened to those great local PCTV channels? Did you lose them? No worries, they're still there. Go to cable channels 1301, 1302, and 1303 to watch the best local content on television. News and information, sports and entertainment, city council, school committee, July 4th parade, it's all there waiting for you. Pittsfield Community Television. For over 30 years, we are still your local television. Have you ever dreamed of being a radio DJ, spinning your favorite vinyl, CDs, and MP3s? Have you ever wanted to share conversations with interesting guests with the community? Then the WTBR-FM Programming Committee wants to hear from you. We are now accepting proposals for new programs. For more information, visit WTBRFM.com or call 445-4234. Pittsfield Community Radio, for the love of radio. WTBR radar weather for the Pittsfield area, tonight, mostly clear. Lows in the mid-40s. West wind around 5 miles per hour this evening, becoming light and variable. Thursday, sunny. Highs in the upper 70s. Southeast wind 5 to 10 miles per hour. Thursday night, mostly clear in the evening, then becoming partly cloudy. Lows around 50. Southeast wind around 5 miles per hour. Weather forecasts for WTBRFM are provided by the National Weather Service. 
Support for WTBR comes from Greylock Federal Credit Union, proud to support high school arts and sports programs to help our community thrive. Greylock Federal, with locations throughout the Berkshires and online at greylock.org. And from BeFair. BeFair is one of the largest premier human service agencies in Berkshire County. If you're looking for services for a loved one or are interested in caring for the people we support, visit BeFair.org today for available opportunities. Narcotics Anonymous has recently experienced an unprecedented shift in the way recovering addicts come together. COVID-19 has shut the doors of our meeting places, but it cannot shut the door of recovery. Millions of recovering addicts are meeting every minute of the day via online services. If you are an addict who is seeking recovery, please join us now. To be a part of the miracle, visit BerkshireNA.com or call 413-443-4377 where you can speak with a recovering addict. I'm Haley Kiyoko, and I know what it's like to struggle with mental health issues. If you have a friend that's going through a tough time, now is the perfect moment to reach out. Learn how to start the conversation at SeizeTheAwkward.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and the Jed Foundation. And you're listening to Bring Country Back with your host, Brian Andrews. Before the break there, we heard from Roger Miller, King of the Road. I heard from Don Gibson with Sea of Heartbreak. Uh, interesting fact, a little trivia here for you on Don Gibson, um, that his song, I Can't Stop Loving You, has been recorded by over 700 artists. Uh, most people know the, the remake by Ray Charles in 1962. But um, I Can't Stop Loving You has been recorded. Over 700 different artists have covered that song. Just astounding. Um, and then we finished with Lefty Frizzell. And Lefty Frizzell, again, has a checkered history in, in country music, uh, but he was a major influence. He uh, became very prominent in the 50 after two major hits and has, has been acknowledged as influencing a number of, of country singers, including George Jones, Willie Nelson, Roy Orbison, the Everly Brothers, Keith Whitley, Merle Haggard, and, and John Fogarty. Um, he's also been inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame, and uh, after the death of Hank Williams in 1953, Frizzell released many songs that charted in the top ten of the Hot Country Songs charts. And... Um, he was a, a vocalist who set the style of singing the country way for generations that followed and became one of the most successful and influential artists of country music throughout his entire career. He smoothed out those rough edges of, of honky-tonk songs by sounding out syllables longer and singing longer. Um, so a little, another little fact there. And because of this, his music became much more mainstream without losing its honky-tonk attitude and persona. Um, he, as a child, was called Sonny, but later took the name Lefty. Uh, it was believed that they called him Lefty because he had won a neighborhood fight. But many years later, it was discovered that it turned out that this tale was part of a fake publicity stunt set up by his uh, recording label. Um, 1947, he was arrested for having sex with an underage fan. Uh, he had only been married a year at that time, and he was filled with guilt, and he wrote poems to his wife from his jail cell, one which would become uh, his first big record. 
and um, he, he worked in oil fields for a while with his father and uh, did, did his time through a number of clubs. And it was in 1950, he caught several, demo of, several demos of Frizzell singing his own songs, including If You Got the Money, I Got the Time. And he, Beck, who was a uh, Dallas recording studio owner, pitched that song to little Jimmy Dickens. Uh, but unfortunately, little Jimmy Dickens, or maybe fortunately, depending on how you look at it, disliked that song. Uh, but Don Law, producer at Columbia Records, heard the cut and, and liked it. So he, after hearing Lefty in concert, signed the singer and recorded him for the very first time. And If You Got the Money, I've Got the Time became a two-sided smash hit in 1950. And the B-side uh, was the song that Frizzell wrote to his grief-stricken wife from jail, I Love You a Thousand Ways. And that's the songs, the two songs that launched him into stardom. And within two years, he'd gone to register 13 top 10 country hits. Uh, but despite the fact that he was seeing massive success, things got worse for Frizzell. He fired his manager and band and joined the Grand Ole Opry. However, he quit soon thereafter. And even though he was earning a, a lot of money, he was spending almost all of it. And um, he began to work with Wayne Rainey, but the sessions were considered a failure. He had an auto accident in 52, moved to L.A. in 53, and earned a spot on the town hall party. His songs then began to chart even worse, only having one song entered the top 10 that year. And in 54, he reached the top 10 for the last time in five years. And so in the middle of the late 50s, he felt burned out and had little energy for his career. He became frustrated that Columbia Records did not release what he thought to be his best material, so he stopped writing and recording songs. He toured extensively, and deciding on change, he began to work at Nashville's Cedarwood Publishing Company in 59. And his first time t top 10 hit in years came with The Long Black Veil in mid-1959, and he moved to Nashville in 1960 after the town hall party closed and he began touring recording more and more scoring some minor hits and his last big hit came in 1964 with the number one hit Saginaw Michigan and that song you just heard she's gone 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 was his last top 10 20 hit and unfortunately Lefty Frizzell began a downward spiral after developing a debilitating alcohol problem and he recorded uh, many songs, but Columbia released very few. Um, he was inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame in October 1982. He uh, is the brother of David Frizzell. And um, he's been acknowledged by many, many artists as, as being a major influence. So um, he, he had a very... Very interesting career. Um, unfortunately, he he died from alcoholism at the young age of 47, and uh, we lost lost what would become of of uh, Lefty Frizzell. So we're going to go into this next set. Here, a little Waylon Jennings, Merle Haggard, and the Strangers, and started off with Leroy Van Dyke with "Walk On By." If I see you tomorrow On some street in town Pardon me 
if I don't say hello. I belong to another. It wouldn't look so good to know someone I'm not supposed to know. Just walk on by. Wait on the corner. I love you, but we're strangers when we meet. Just walk on by. Wait on the corner. I love you, but we're strangers when we meet. In a dimly lit corner at a place outside of town. Tonight we'll try to say goodbye again. But I know it's not over. I'll call tomorrow night. I can't let you go, so why pretend? Just walk on by. Wait on the corner. I love you, but we're strangers when we meet. Just walk on by. Wait on the corner. I love you, but we're strangers when we meet. I love you, but we're strangers when we Blowing and the youngins dream of growing up to ride on a freight train leaving town, not knowing where I'm bound, and no one can change my mind. But Mama tried, one and only rebel child from a family meek and mild. My Mama seemed to know what lay in store, despite all my Sunday learning. Towards the bad, I kept on turning till Mama couldn't hold me anymore. I turned 21 in prison, doing life without parole. No one could steer me right, but Mama tried. Mama tried. Mama tried to raise me better, but her pleading I denied. That leaves only me to blame, 'cause Mama tried. His soul left my mom a heavy load. She tried so very hard to fill his shoes. Working hours without rest, wanted me to have the best. She tried to raise me right, but I refused. And I turned 21 in prison, doing life without parole. No one could steer me right, but Mama tried. Mama tried, Mama tried to raise me better, but her pleading I denied. 
That leaves only me to blame Cause mama tried Are you sure Hank done it this way by Waylon Jennings? And I'm not sure people really may get the significance of that song. Um, it's a it's one of a few songs that Waylon Jennings had written uh, and sang, really contesting uh, the country music industry at the time. Um, he had a, a very very interesting career. He's, his first big break in music was uh, when he was tapped by Buddy Holly to play bass in Buddy Holly's new band on a tour through the Midwest in late 1958. Um, and unfortunately, there's uh, the story of how Jennings gave up his airplane seat to the big bopper, J.P. Richardson, for an ill-fated flight that would claim the lives of, of Holly, the big bopper, and singer Richie Valens. And uh, it, was, it was after that that Waylon Jennings' musical 
world kind of crashed around him and uh, he really was affected because he, he looked to, to Buddy Holly as his mentor, uh, producing his first record uh, by, by Buddy Holly. And, and Jennings felt responsible for the, the crash, believe it or not, because his last words to Buddy Holly had been the, the joking refrain, I hope your old plane crashes. And it was just a response to a, a kind of a humorous comment that Buddy Holly had made to him, I hope your damn bus freezes up again. But it did take some years before Waylon Jennings uh, really regained some equilibrium in his career. And um, he ended up performing in a bar in Phoenix, Arizona called JD. And uh, Waylon Jennings became a local celebrity there. And it's when Nashville performer Bobby Bear passed through Phoenix and heard Waylon Jennings that uh, Bobby Bear immediately headed for a, a payphone. This was in the days before cell phones where you could text or call right from your seat. But he headed for that payphone to tell his producer Chet Atkins at RCA Nashville about this young talent out here in Arizona. And uh, Jennings had already cut some songs in a country folk vein for then a fledgling uh, A&M Records in Los Angeles. But A&M demurred to Chet Atkins, who signed Jennings to RCA. Uh, the session, first session that, that Waylon Jennings did for RCA was in March 16th, 1965. And uh, it was then that Waylon Jennings moved to Nashville, and it was by a, a real fluke that he became room, roommates with Johnny Cash. And the legends then soon uh, became, uh, as they were Hellraisers and, and their antics together, and Jennings starred in a, a movie, Nashville Rebel, and he scored top 10 hits with songs such as The Choking Kind, Only Daddy That'll Walk the Line, and his 69 collaboration with the Kimberleys on MacArthur Park won a Grammy. Um, but Waylon Jennings uh, really resisted under RCA's tight reign, and at one point he took a dramatic stand against the status quo, and, and Waylon Jennings is known as the outlaw, and, and it's not for just any reason other than his, his behavior. And it's when Je Chad Atkins turned him over to staff producer Danny Davis that Jennings pulled out a pistol in the studio to protest Davis's practice of what Jennings felt was studio bullying. And the rest is history. And it was in the early 70s that Jennings got frozen out of country's mainstream because he wouldn't, wouldn't go along with the mainstream and do what they wanted him to do. And he retaliated. He hired jazz musician Miles Davis, manager from New York City, who put him into high-profile venues such as the Rock Retro Maxes, Kansas City in New York. And uh, Jennings slowly began to win a war in the studio. He just stayed true to his instincts and recorded a gallery of landmark recordings, most notably the 73 album Lonesome Ornery and Mean and Honky Talk Heroes. And he also staged an alternative show at the 1973 Disc Jockey Convention in Nashville with Willie Nelson and Sammy Smith and Troy Seals joining him in a called the Outlaw Program. And uh, Jennings, as I said, became known as the Outlaw in Nashville for demanding and eventually getting what rock groups had been used to for having for years, and that's the right name, the right to record what material he wanted and what studio he wanted and what musicians he wanted to use. And his friend Willie Nelson won that same independence by moving back to Texas and recording there. And uh, Jennings 
later said it was simply a matter of artistic freedom. And uh, Jennings won CMA Male Vocalist of the Year in 1975, but finally what won that battle for Jennings and the Outlaws was the ultimate weapon in corporate sales. In corporate wars, I'm sorry, sales. Uh, the Outlaws, an RCA package of songs by Jennings Nelson, Jennings' wife, Jesse Coulter and Tom Paul Glazier was released in 1976 with only Jennings' name credited on the album's spine since he was the only one of four artists still under contract to RCA. And that album flew out of record source and soon became the first album in country music history to be certified platinum. And Jennings and Willie Nelson's duet, Good Hearted Women, became a major crossover hit in 76, as did Jennings' Lukenbach, Texas, the following year. And Jennings and Nelson won a 78 Grammy for Best Vocal Performance by a duo or group for their hit, Mamas Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys. And they forever were linked as Willie and Waylon, or Waylon and Willie. And um, sadly, Jennings' excesses also paralleled those of the rock world. He was spending $1,500 a day on a cocaine habit that eroded his career. And... Uh, he eventually did face his addiction. He beat it and returned to a career, but it was a much scaled-down career through stints on MCA and Epic through the 80s and early 90s. And um, he actually became a bit of a role model, but going back to earn his GED or high school equivalency diploma, and he dropped out of high school in the 10th grade and felt he owed it to his young son to prove his resolution about the importance of education. And uh, Jennings finally stopped touring in 1997 and died in... 2002, shortly after his election to the Country Music Hall of Fame the year before. And you can find on YouTube uh, his last tour, and, and he did some phenomenal music on that. And um, so uh, he, he set the stage for a lot of outlaws, and I think we'll take a minute to listen to a couple of those, Hank Williams Jr. and Johnny Paycheck. I've got a good woman at home Who thinks I do no wrong But sometimes, Lord, she just ain't always around And you know that's when I fall Now I can't help myself at all And I get songs about a rambling man put a cold one in my hand cause you know I love to hear those guitar sounds don't you play I'm so lonesome I could cry cause I'll get all balled up inside and I'll get I close. 
special I found Just as sure as the morning sun comes Thinking of my sweet girl at home And I need to get whiskey bent and hell bound Play me the song about a Short on loving me I guess that's why she let me go so far Mama tried to stop me short of stealing I guess that's why I had to steal that car She told me not to smoke it But I did And it took me far away And I turned out to be The only hell my mama ever raised Atlanta, stolen tags and almost out of gas. I had to get some money. Lately, I'd learned how to get it fast. Jesus, but I turned on. 
Well, I promised you a few more outlaws, and there they were, Hank Williams Jr. and Johnny Paycheck. We're going to thank you for another week here with Bring Country Back with your host, Brian Andrews. It's uh, been a great two hours. Went by very quickly. But I uh, thank everybody for joining me, and I uh, hope you, you learned something again this week and enjoyed the music. And want to remind you that if you, you have some requests or want to leave me a message, you can go to Facebook.com. Uh, bringing Country Back, WTBR, or send me email at bringingcountrybackwtbrfm at gmail.com. And uh, we've had a couple people send in their requests that way, and we certainly will take a look at it and see if we can fit it in the show. So we're going to get out of here a few minutes early today so the good old Polka Express can get started on time. But again, thank you, and, and we look forward to seeing you next week, and we're going to leave you with... Little Aaron Tippin, there ain't nothing wrong with the radio. Sometimes she runs, sometimes she don't. More than what she's left me on the side of the road. The older she gets, the slower we go, but there ain't nothing wrong with the radio. She needs a carburetor, a set of plug wires. She's riding me around on four ball tires. The wipers don't work and the horn don't blow, but there ain't nothing wrong with the radio. Lay